G'day, it is your boy, the sniper of the skies, Robbie Eagles. And if you are listening to the Never Open podcast, and you got to realize that they are never as fuck. And my boy Grumpy, he is the only Australian New Japan podcast host. So therefore, by default, actually, no, it's not. I'm just saying it here. He is the best host of a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. Take that, Super J Cast. Enjoy. Everybody listen to the Never Open podcast because I am recommending it. Shooting straight from the gun. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast. The podcast were open to everyone, except for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Fuck yeah. you. Gifts hurt no one. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, having said that, though, we are a New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast, and we like to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is swearing in this podcast, too, as you have already heard, so just be aware of that. My name is Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me is my co-host, Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Luke, and hello to the listeners. Hope everybody's having a good day today. Um, I'm ready to talk about wrestling and and stop thinking about other stuff, because, man, it's been a weird one in good ways and terrible ways and all that stuff, but... So is New Japan. New Japan's been very weird lately. They're making strange choices. Now, I've always known that at times, like once a year, they will like fuck with Giffers on Twitter. I've always known that, right? Now, our our Twitter account is tiny, and I've never really worried about it. I post whatever videos on there all the time. I don't give a shit um, because it would be kind of funny if they they you know got rid of our uh, our Twitter. But um, there's a couple people on Twitter that got uh, you know kind of you know, banned their, their accounts got blocked and shit just for posting gifts. And I have some advice for those people, Luke. Um, don't tag new Japan. <laughs> you put a gif up and maybe they won't see it. You know, it's just my opinion. Yeah. But either way, they're being idiots because this is the new way of things is that, you know, you share these little clips and it, it encourages people to watch. It does. It gets people excited. Uh, you, you know, and look, <clears throat> You get the New Japan World thing throwing up gifts, but by the time they've thrown up gifts, it's like three matches past, you know. So their their gifts are already out of date. Whereas people uh, that we follow on the Tweety will have them out not long after the fucking move or the comedy spot <laughs> has just happened. Yeah, and it's it's fine. It's all for all for the love of New Japan. It's promoting New Japan. It, it, this is like some Nintendo level shit. Uh, here, uh, so some people might know what that means. Like Nintendo gets all up in people on the YouTube's about shit like this too, and I'm just like, okay, all right, fine. It's it's fucking free advertising for your shit because people are passionate about your stuff. Like I don't know, man. It's it's dumb, uh, and uh, I don't like it. And <laughs> it's something I've dealt with quite a bit too because. My old podcast, we were giving away the results minutes, you know, hour after they happened. And so some of the promotions that we would go to did not like that. Um, they didn't like that at all because they're like, man, we got this network you got to buy. And then you got to watch it on there, giving the results away, you know. And um, it was fun to piss those kinds of people off. It really was, you know. It was like, yeah, you don't like it? Well, guess what? We're coming back. And then, and really, they win in the end. But it's just kind of funny, you know. 
Yeah, it's it's really weird. Look, I don't have much in the news for New Japan news. Uh, there's two things. They're going to crown that uh, first strong champion this weekend, I think. Uh, so, yeah, um, I'm tempted to watch that just to see who the first champion is, but uh, I don't know. Uh, but the uh, more important news for me, anyway, uh, it's it's just a quick 30-second video or whatever, but Yuji Nagata responded to Moxley. Oh, he did? Okay, I don't know about this. Yep. Tell me about this. Uh, it's just pretty much a really quick promo, just saying, like, I'm going to fuck your shit up, uh, which is what a promo in, in response to Moxley would, should be. So, yeah. Does it go, uh, like, a little something like this? It's like, Moxley... I saw what you said. I was listening. Me and my buddies Kojima and Tenzon, we were at Dad's gym and we watched that promo. Hanma was cleaning the floor and Tanahashi <laughs> was outside looking in. But I, I am ready for you. So you come to Dad's gym and we'll take care of this later. Tanahashi only goes to Dad's gym because that, that lady from the, the commercials <laughs> goes there to work out. And uh, all the ladies love him, but he's only got eyes for the the blind lady. That <laughs> she's either blind or or because a lot of people call him the John Cena of New Japan. Oh. It's, it's because like she just can't see him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Luke, folks can contact us. They didn't contact us uh, today, but they can, yeah. right? Yeah, they can. They certainly can. They can contact us on email. That's uh, neveropenpod at gmail.com. Now, they can do that either via their voices or just uh, type tip, typing out the words and shit. Voice emails is what you call them. Voice emails. I like the voicey ones. <laughs> Shut up. That's and funny. also, you can contact us on the Tweety. Uh, so uh, I'm at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Drusifer Tweets, and we're there collectively as uh, uh, at Never Open Pod. So uh, yeah, uh, we've we've both been a bit silly the last few days, just uh, cracking jokes and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. a photo will be tweeted at us or something like that, which will start uh, a few of us off down a rabbit hole of just uh, spitballing Dad's gym ideas which uh, always cracks us up. We don't talk about all of those dad's gym ideas on the show no. because there's a lot of them. We don't write them down. But if <laughs> if you want a bit of added silliness uh, and in-jokes and stuff like that, uh, follow us on the on the Tweety. So, uh, yeah, do it. We, we, we had good Twitter interaction this week too. Good Twitter interaction. It was fun. A lot of fun. Thank you, all you folks, for uh, having fun with us on Twitter. It really adds a lot to the shows. It really does. It does. Uh, it adds a lot to the shows if it's a, a really big, important show. And it also adds just a little bit of extra fun on a show that, you know, people might find uh, house showy and uneventful. So, you know, you, shitty. you can... I go with shitty is what I like to say. <laughs> um... You said that on me. <laughs> but... but uh, you know, yeah. we're not the only people to tweet. You know, there's lots of people on Twitter tweeting it up, and one of them is a guy I just mentioned, one of mm -hmm. the owners of Dad's Gym. In fact, the one that actually owns it, the guy who did uh, take care of his money and whatnot. And uh, that's uh, Satoshi Kojima, Mr. Bread, 
if you will. And um, I have a tweet here uh, from Mr. Brett. We like to read his tweets. And uh, this tweet has a visual component that I'm going to describe. And that visual component is we have Ten Cozy sitting at a table. And this table is clearly in the gift shop of Dad's Gym. And they're sitting there and they got the like Dad's Gym merch right behind them. They're sitting at a table like ready to collect money or do like, you know, autographs or something like that. And uh, here is what the tweet reads. Quote, hello, bread. How are you, bread? Bread for happiness today. Bread emoji. Unquote. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Kojima turns to Tenzan and is like, hey, you sell, you sell enough uh, autograph photos and uh, T-shirts and stuff. You can pay back some of them hairdressers. And Tenzan's <laughs> like, yeah, sure. I'll get right on that. Right. <laughs> oh, oh man now we also i forgot to mention this um we forgot to mention this in the open but you also heard some audio at the beginning of the show there um your buddy uh robbie eagle sent us a little message and um he loves you grumpy you guys are friends right oh oh yeah we <laughs> hang out all the time uh yeah it was that was really cool he's he's super nice and uh yeah, that was. I think he. I think he mentioned it when I met him that he thinks I'm the Aussie only Aussie uh, that podcasted about New Japan. So uh, I guess he remembered that for the that little thing that he did for us. So uh, yeah, he must have. There's no way anybody reminded him. He definitely remembers that, and that was specifically all <laughs> him. And, uh, you know, I like how he he kinda, he threw a jab at another podcast that has like a million more listeners than us. So I thought that was pretty funny. So, yeah, um, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> he must have heard. I mean, he must have listened to some of our episodes and heard us like talking about some of that stuff that happened around Wrestle Kingdom, because that was the only thing we I mean, we were clearly talking about them. And that was the kind of only time we really ever talked to them about them, I think. Is this about like star ratings and shit? Um, no, that, remember they were the ones that leaked the information that was totally bunk about Jay White that got like the internet oh, all yeah. yeah, that was them. So yeah, yeah, their show's and, probably uh, better than ours, but fuck them. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, professionalism is not our job. No, and. Um, but- and they may be better. Maybe it sounds better. Maybe they have better information. But they do not have uh, Gourmet Burger Makabe, and they don't have Master Wado, and they don't have Outback Tanahashi, and they don't have promo uh, uh, Yuji Nagata. So, I mean, fuck them. <laughs> Can't argue with that logic, and I won't. <laughs> so uh, let, let's get into it, dude. Yeah. We've got uh, Road to Dontaku. I can't remember what night it is. It doesn't matter. It's the first night of the three shows that we're covering. This is at Corican Hall. They're all at Corican Hall. Ugh. And I will, one thing I'll say before we start off with, a lot of these matches feel kind of samey, because they are, but some of the finishes take me by surprise because it's not always that one you expect to get pinned getting pinned. So I... Do appreciate that at least. So uh, I don't. We'll, we'll we'll come across some of those on these uh, three nights. But uh, let's get started. We've got Honma, Show, and You. That's a fucking really shitty 
spelling mistake, Show and Yo, versus uh, Suzuki, Despi, and Kanemaru. And yeah, look, starting the night off with some jazz. Uh, you, I'll mention that a couple times. The theme tune is fucking ass gravy. Uh, and I love me some show and yo, but that, that fucking I thought thing, you were going to say, and I love me some gravy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're starting off with some jazz, but even better, we're starting off with Homer getting beat up by Suzuki. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, look, this confused me a couple of times because it's not the first time it'll happen these three nights, but the show gets pinned by Kanemaru, which is, sets up a title match which i thought they were already having so there is that but uh <laughs> look so show got pinned by kanemaru in a previous match but this is this is the one i think yeah where yo, yo beats kanemaru so i'm like do they still get the title match or is it no title match like what's going on my brain hurts it's also a really quick match but on the third night I'm reminded of something I completely forgot, and I don't even know if we covered this on the fucking show, but when Sho and Yo won those junior tag titles, I remembered it, remembered it as soon as I looked it up. I was like, oh, yeah. But uh, as soon as that match finished, Yo challenged El Desperado for the junior title. So on May 4th, we're getting El Desperado versus Yo. Because... Usually in Rapongi 3K matches, the one who gets pinned the most is uh, Yo, because they're usually, you know, really high on show a lot of the time. But uh, because Yo's got this title match coming up, if one of those two gets pinned at the moment, it's it's well, it's show. So you know, I'll look at this match and I'm like, oh well, Homer's getting pinned here, and no, it, it's uh, it's Kanemaru by Yo. So now. Like, they've both traded wins against each other, so does that cancel out the title match? I don't know, my brain hurts. It, <laughs> it reminded me a little bit of... Uh, I know I'm talking way too much about this match, but uh, it just reminded me a little bit of <laughs> WWE booking where, you know, they'll trade wins and all that kind of stuff, But and that usually bugs me. So, uh, yeah. What, <laughs> you got anything to add? There's a... Uh... They need stuff to do here. They're missing people. They can't yeah. have long shows. These shows would probably have more matches or, you know, a singles match here and there. They would have a Young Lion match to start and stuff, but they're trying to keep the show short because of curfews and stuff that are still going on in Japan. So, you know, we're not quite back to normal yet. And so that's going to be a while, and it may never happen. I'm not sure. I hope that's not the case. But um, so these shows are still a little weird, and they're very house showy and whatnot. So I think this is the kind of stuff that we don't normally see. This is kind of like yeah. usually they only show the bigger shows on, on New Japan World, and, and they don't show this amount of stuff. And so I just think that, that that's what we're seeing here. Now, um, about, sh about Yo's return, excuse me, um, this is interesting. Because I did not know that either, that he had he had challenged Desperado. I'm, you know, us who do a New Japan podcast. Maybe that other podcast is better. So maybe she listens to that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but um, the, uh, you know, that's good for Yo. He's going to lose. And that's good for Desperado because he's going to win. Now, I, of course, we've been wrong about that very recently about who's going to win and who's going to lose. But this seems pretty obvious. And that makes me happy because that means Desperado 
is going to at least defend his belt once, and that means that Yo is getting heated up for something that's actually a thing that isn't a tag team thing. So that's good, and this all could still lead to that uh, that turn that we've been waiting for. So, I mean, that yep. could happen. I've never seen them put this much behind Yo before. Um, he's never been like a singles guy, like ever, you know what I mean? And when he has, it's only in super juniors, best of super juniors. And if you listen to our best of super juniors or was it new Japan cup last year when he got hurt, uh, we were not like high on him as far as like, Oh, here we go with his singles match. Um, but, uh, here we are. I've been a bit high on him since his return though. Uh, I don't know. He just seems like reinvigorated and, all that kind of stuff. So maybe maybe part of it is excited that he's back. Uh, but I also think, like, well, he's been actually pretty good in the ring. Yeah, well, they've, kind of changed, shit too. they've changed his presentation, and they've changed his moveset a little bit and made it a little more fun, you know? So They've, I think ja- they've jazzed him up. <laughs> they did jazz him up. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh... <laughs> so, look, also it gives him a title shot, and that, that'll... That'll be pretty good. Maybe this will convince uh, you and other people that, hey, maybe he could be a, a singles guy. Uh, I see him as a, a more of a long-term junior, whereas I see show, even though he's a, a short fellow, but he's also a big, strong fellow, um, moving up eventually one day, or at least being never champion. Uh, that's that's how I see show. So uh, you, you can probably, maybe I reckon you could probably do a bit more with show than, than you know, but it's probably good to heat Yo up. The best of Super Juniors will be, well, it's not that far away, is it? A couple of months? Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. Um, and I think that all this stuff that they're doing with Yo is just making him more interesting, which he was not interesting before. He was the guy who yeah. opened his jacket and showed you the inside of his jacket. That was his yeah. character trait. Look at my jacket. Cool, dude. So It's got stars inside it. Ooh. <laughs> it did have stars. <laughs> <laughs> And here we are. We've got Doki and the Dangerous Techers versus Gorillas of Destiny and Jado. Well, I've got to have many notes for these matches because I feel like I've seen these six do almost everything, and I, I like it. I like all six guys. Well, all right. I don't like five of the six guys. <laughs> uh, Tongaloa, I am like Fox Mulder. Uh, I want to believe, and, uh, you know, but... Uh, when they keep making a big deal out of how last time they said he's only ever had three singles matches in new Japan. Well, now it's his fourth and I don't know, man, that's how long has he been in new Japan? I feel like he should have had a lot more singles than that. But uh, I guess if you want one of them for the G1, you, 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 you ask Tamatonga, of course, but uh, you know, this is another fun match. If, if uh, you like these six and you aren't quite as jaded and burnt out as, this Aussie asshole right here. It's fun stuff. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. taps out Jado. So you mentioned the X-Files, and I think that, um, you know, Tongalo, would be, he'd be a great monster of the week. But uh, I don't know if he's a long-term storyline, you know. Uh, and, you know, he's not he's not going to cross over into two seasons, but yet he has. And I was just thinking, wouldn't it be awesome if they, they remade uh, X-Files and Taichi is Mulder and Zack Sabre Jr. is Scully and uh, Dookie would be the smoking man. <laughs> um, you're not allowed to cast TV shows. 
fun. Remember we did that like movie poster casting that one time? That was fun. Oh my god, yeah. It was for World Tag League, I th- I think. Either yeah, because it all they all looked like kind of um promotional things for like action movies and shit. That was hilarious. I love doing that. that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um all right, so here we go. Is a, is another giant combination that Jesus Christ. <laughs> It, it will kind of end. Look, remember when you were saying we're missing a lot of guys? My, well, my first note here is where's Farle? But let's yeah. let's do them all here. Uh, as many as I can remember, where's Farle? Where's El Fantasmo? I know where Robbie Eagles is because Aussie, Australia's not letting motherfuckers fly out unless you want to go to New Zealand. Uh, so where's Jay White? Where's fucking... I lost where I was up to. But, you know, where are all these guys? Um, Mr. Brett even... I, okay, like it, well, it's, we never yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, <laughs> there's uh, it, there's a lot of guys uh, not around at the moment, and uh, it can be very noticeable and a, a little annoying, but that's all right. We got Ishii, Yoshihashi, Toriyanu, Hiroki Goto, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Gato, Shredder, Pimpy, Kenta, and Evil, and <clears throat> this one's fun, and it has all those hair hair pulling spots and uh, hood wearing things. And this is where I get a little disappointed. Like everyone knows that uh, we love King of Pro Wrestling Toriano, but I looked at the the matches that they both wanted and I thought evils sounded cooler. So I voted evil. Sometimes I reckon people just vote for the face. Like even though the the heels got the, the, the better matches, it's just wrestling, I guess. But uh, yeah, Yano won his uh, his stipulation, which uh, as a professional New Japan pro wrestling podcaster, I can't fucking remember. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's there's a chain stretch that Bullet Club do. I really like that. It's so goofy and fun. And uh, I see I see a, a part of this match where it's Ishi and Pimpy, and I'm like, oh. I'm, I think Ishii might carry uh, Ujiro to a watchable match. Okay, cool. Uh, Goto pins Gato, and uh, oh, and then and there's uh, one point in the match where the Bull Club do the chaos drums on Ishii, which is pretty funny as well. Yeah, um, I don't really have anything to add about this. It's fine. It's a giant match, and you know it's pretty long, and uh, it you know and then one guy wins by beating the other guy. So there you go. <laughs> well that's every match so uh see you later everybody uh, we're done. <laughs> i i have a lot more to say about night two and night three of what we covered this week and i am uh i'm building up to something here luke because you know we got that we got this new japan stuff to talk about but we have something else to talk about at the end of the show that i am wearing a diaper for because i think i'm gonna poop my pants that's right you've been you've been uh hopping on about this uh for a few days and uh I usually watch my recommended matches closer to recording, so they're kind of fresh in my brain. But uh, this time I watched watched it earlier because you're like, Luke, watch it. I want to talk about this. I'm like, we can talk about this on a podcast. Watch it. So I did. Uh, Is that how I do? Is that how I do? I didn't do anything uh, of the sort. I'm just like, I was like, this is awesome. You should watch it. That's it. Yeah. How dare I share something cool with my friend that he recommended to me? Yeah. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, it's so true. 
Uh, look, uh, he, this guy is going to make appearances in the next few shows. He's adorable. I love him. Uh, in fact, he's one of those few wrestlers in New Japan where I've not. Like, I know there's contrarians everywhere. I know I can be one. But uh, everyone loves themselves some Hiromu Takahashi, and he's out to disinfect the ring. Amazing. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, I, I, I love him. Everyone loves him. Who doesn't love Hiromu? Like, yeah, get out of here. Next, we got uh, Bushi and Shingo versus Cobb, Jeff Cobb and Laundry Champ. And uh, there's a lame lame breaker on Bushi. Lame breaker? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's one point, I think, early on where that guy uh, boasts to someone that his jacket costs 10 grand. To which uh, I wrote in my notes, yeah, in yen. <laughs> so uh, ten grand in yen is about one hundred and seventeen dollary dues in Australian money. So uh... <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, again, I'm gonna have more to say on night uh, two and three here, but um, you know, I I do like that he is the champion of laundry. I think that's pretty funny. And uh, we were shocked to find out that Bushi didn't feel like going to the islands this time. He's like, you know what? I'm going to sit this one out. I'll catch you on the next night. Yeah. The tickets were booked out or something. <laughs> he couldn't he get to the islands. He lost his bags, and he just got mad and left the airport. Yeah, that's true. Now, <laughs> so now we've got our uh, main event, and we've got Sonata and Naito versus Great Okan and Aaron Hanare. And uh, I'm not sure if they played this music when... Uh, Aaron Hanare made his debut as Aaron Hanare and joined the Empire. But this is where I'm like, where I first hear it, or at least remember hearing it. So I, I just thought like uh, Aaron Hanare's music is like uh, action movie bad guy. And I kind of yeah. like that. And I don't know if I've mentioned it, but I really like Greta Khan's music. I think it's pretty fucking epic. It's really cool. But uh, yeah, so... So I'm watching this match, and I see the four guys, and history has told me that Hanare is a big uh, jobber dude. So I know he's Aaron Hanare now. I know he's no longer that young lion or in that transitional part, but just like they've trained me, man. They've trained me. And I keep hoping that, please, no, don't job job him out all the time. I don't mind if he loses to Shingo or something because Shingo's the number one contender. Like I'm fine with that. There's no you don't lose anything losing number one contender. That's fine. But uh here we go. Uh yeah, Hanare beat uh beat Sonata <laughs> the fuck up. And there's a um uh, I think this is one it's a Dominator by by uh, Okan into the Streets of Rage. But uh, one thing I have noticed is that both times that Aaron Hanare has pinned Sonata, the first time uh, it happened, Sonata got hit with the Tour of the Islands, then he got hit with Streets of Rage. This time he gets hit with Dominator first, then the Streets of Rage. So my hope is Hanare can beat him with the Street of Rage without, you know having that assist and that'll happen because they've got a singles match coming up. So, uh, but you know, it makes me happy because, uh, Hanare has beaten Sonata twice. I'm very happy with that. So, uh, yeah, it's cool. good. It's good. And, and this is, uh, 
a good long main event tag match. It's pretty good. I really yeah. like uh, Hanari and Okan as a tag match or tag team, but I really like Hanari and Cobb as a tag team too. Or Okan and Cobb. I'm, I'm interested to see. You know, I'm actually interested in what they'll do for World Tag League. And that's the only time you're ever yeah. gonna hear me say that on the show. Um, I'll be sick of it by the time it comes around. Um, but this is the night that Naito decided that he wanted to be the uh, social media like uh, czar or something there at New Japan. So <laughs> there's always these like laptops that are just sitting on the, in the entry ramp for the good guys in Kurgan Hall. And usually people are sitting there and sometimes they're not and they're like working on stuff. They're, they're blocking people that are tweeting stuff, you know, and uh, and putting in like, you know, the like, you know, ratting people out for posting the uh, gifts. And so. And so Naito decided he wanted to post some gifts, and uh, you know he didn't get blocked for it though, did he? No, maybe it's because he works there. Uh, he's he's allowed to, but uh, yeah, someone tweeted that photo out, and uh, like a stupid asshole I am, I was like, he better not be posting gifts. <laughs> that, uh, that was really. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good tweet this week that was a good one we also had new japan global just randomly they randomly retweet shit and like we had a couple just like like this morning i had i just said that was good and they retweeted that and like a bunch of people liked it it's so weird what they choose to retweet i don't get it you know yeah some of some of them are kind of <clears throat> it's it's always very random i think sometimes it's like that one was slightly positive. We don't know what it's positive to or for, and we don't even know if it's sarcasm, but uh, retweet. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's get down to it. Road to Dontaku uh, the next night, also at Corican Hall. And uh, we start off with uh, matches that I've kind of enjoyed. Uh, and when I say that, I, I think... I always think they might be a bit jobbery because of uh, two of the members in it, and I mean uh, Gato and Dick Togo, but they've always turned out to be fun, and Togo's gotten a win as well here and there, But and I really like... Uh, uh, I'm going to say it, I like Evil a lot, and I've really liked him battling it out with Yano. Uh, it turns out Evil's quite the... Uh, the, the fun, goofy comedy guy, too. So uh, I've been digging this shit. It's uh, Tomoaki Hama, Toriyano, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Gato, uh, Dick Togo, and Evil. And Gato does this two nights in a row. Tana does the thing where he opens his thing, opens his jacket to show his abs, which always makes the crowd go nuts. And then Gato boos. <laughs> he stands there and boos the abs, which right makes... camera shot, just booing. Yeah. <laughs> So when you got a heel like Gato, which no one who no one likes, booing something, the crowd's just gonna mark out for it even more. So uh, Gato's doing his job as a heel by putting over Tanahashi's abs. I love wrestling; that's funny. He does it both nights. It's fucking hilarious stuff. This is fun preview stuff, and uh, this is the first night we see it. Uh, Tanahashi trying to go for the Blade Runner. Uh, he doesn't get it uh, either night, but uh, yeah, and then. Uh, Togo, who gets a hood put over his face, uh, cops it in the Life Makers, and rolls <laughs> rolled up by Toriyanu. Well, I it's crazy to me how 
New Japan, you know, we've said it before, their camera work is so good, but I don't understand how they can convey that one, the lights have only gone out for one person, but they do it. And um, that's amazing. Now, something else that happened in this match that was hilarious is that Tanahashi did very little, but he, as usual, but what he did was he, he fires up at one point and gets the whole uh, Bullet Club team in the corner and splashes them all in the corner. <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> funny. I really enjoyed that. And we're going to see Gato take that uh, Blade Runner. It might be after the match. It might be, you know, but it's going to happen. And, like, Jay White's going to be so mad. But the thing is, it's it, like, a, you know, we, we always know that uh, good always loses because good is dumb. And so this is all part of Jay White and Gato's plan because uh, Gato's going to take that. And that's going to be enough for, uh, for Jay White to get in and get a win or whatever he needs to accomplish there. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, there's a couple of things that are going to come into play for that title match, isn't there? I feel like it's going to be uh, the TTO versus the uh, JTO. And I also think it's going to, yeah, have something like that as well with the uh, fucking uh, Tanahashi uh, getting get, finally getting Gato in a Blade Runner as well. So uh, it's, it's some fun shit. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I have missed Jay White big time. but yeah, Damn. Gato and Tanahashi have been having some fun together, and it's been uh, a lot of fun. Gato is great. He is great. And, like, I know people like, oh, I don't like it when he wrestles. Man, he fucking rules. And and one of these days, we're going to go back and, uh, you know, a straight up. People don't like him wrestling? What's that? People don't like him wrestling? No, no. They don't like him wrestling like they don't like Yano wrestling. You know, they want to see. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but one of these days, a, a 100% pure Andy, Mr. Guy recommend is Gato versus uh, versus Okada the first time. So that is definitely going to be – that's on the list. We're going to cover that at one point because that match is fucking amazing. So anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know what to say. People don't – yeah. People don't like fun. They're the same people who hate gifts on of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling gifts too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we've got uh, our next match, which is all of Los Ingobernables de Habon versus the Empire Trio and Laundry Champ. Uh, I don't do too many notes on Laundry Champ matches, even if I like every other wrestler in the match, which I do. But uh, you know, tour of the islands on Bushi. Yeah, there's not much to say here. I think, um, you know, Shingo is the star of the show here, as usual, mm-hmm. you know, and he's just fantastic, and that's kind of it. Uh, my notes just say, this match is fine. Hmm. Yeah. All right, so we now... Singles matches! <gasps> Remember those? Oh, my God, they're so good. <laughs> And uh, we start off with probably my favorite of the three singles matches. What? Okay. Get out of here. Go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, I I love Ishii, so I'm a bit... You're going to be the second one because of the finish, but and I'll give that to you. That's... (laughs) But uh, I think a big part of your love for that match is the finish, so uh, you shut the face. Shut your face. Ace. <laughs> but yeah, here we go. Tomohiro, 
Tomohiro Ishii versus Yujiro Takahashi Pimpy himself. Now, I always want to see a guy like Ishii uh, just squash a guy like Yujiro, but the thing about Tomohiro Ishii is he's a very unselfish guy, and uh, he's not going to go out and squash people. He's going to go out and... uh, Did I say people? I don't know. He's going to go out and make everyone look as amazing as he can because that's the kind of man Tomohiro Ishii is. So, uh, you know, there's decent back and forth, and there's a, a German into the corner by Pimpy. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, all right, I wouldn't say this is a great match. It's not, but it's a really good match. I was entertained by it, and uh, I, I was scared at some points because, like, you know, Ishii, an Ishii match, I know this sounds weird because it's wrestling, but I feel like an Ishii match can go either way all the time. That's true. Uh, I never go into an Ishii match and go, Ishii's winning. Now, I always go into an Ishii match, so I just, I just don't know. And that, I think I actually like that about him. So uh, this is as good a match as I can imagine uh, Yujiro having. And uh, you mentioned this on the Tweety, but he even hits a page turner. So he's, he's pulling out some moves too. He And uh, funny thing is, he starts getting a little sloppy at the end. And as soon as he does, brain buster, one, two, three. Are you uh, reading my should. notes? Did you read my notes? <laughs> so, <laughs> I wow, yeah, you, you you got you got everything I was about to say there, except for you know the Ishii drags Pimpy kicking and screaming to a good match, um, you know a decent match, and and Ishii sells like a fucking badass, like only he can. We got an Alabama slam from Pimpy. A DDT and Ishii sells his neck and shoulder, which makes it look like it's real. Like, you know, like, what, what? this is a neat thing that, like, guys like him, Naito does this, Okada did that in that last match that we saw, where when they go down, you know, and, and take a bump or something, they sell a part of their body that's not necessarily where the impact was, which makes you think, oh, my God, that's, like, a that's real, right? <laughs> so, mm. so Ishii did that, which is fucking awesome, and then Pippi hits the page turner, and then my last sentence says, says Ishii recovers and wins before it can get too sloppy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, so uh, solid stuff. Uh, I would also say this is better than their G1 match. I was not a fan of Yujiro's G1 effort last year. Uh, I think the only match of his I really loved was the comedy match he did with uh, Jay White. Uh, and the rest of the time I was just, look, this is just me. I was down on him because of that feud he had with the Carter that just wouldn't fucking end. But uh, yeah. So there is that. And then uh, our next match, we've got uh, Shredder versus Goto. Shredder being, of course, Taiji Ishimori. And this is a, this is a fun match. I really liked it. We've got uh, you know Shredder's speed mixed with uh, Goto's muscle, and I really liked how they kind of mix that kind of stuff. Shredder's kind of trying to run rings around him, whereas Goto's trying to hit uh, hit him with uh, power moves and shit. Now, Shredder gets him into a submission hold, and then he turns it into a brutalizer, which uh, is, you know, it's like a, like a rings of satin kind of thing. Kind of what like what uh, Puck does. Pack, Puck, you know, that guy. That's rings uh, of satin. Adrian Neville. Yeah, very rings of satin-ish, which uh, I like because uh, I, I, uh, I quite like Perry Satin. So, yeah. What's the- What's the name? Okay, so he has this move, and it's got this big long name, and it's like credenza. And basically, what it is is it's a, it's a um inverted Texas cloverleaf pile driver. 
Um, and I can't remember what this, what the name of it is. It was this big long thing. Have you heard of this? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Have you heard this? Do you know about this? Uh, no. I, I, I when you said credenza, I was thinking of that Jericho move in the list of the the credunzel. Yeah, I'll I'll look it up while you're talking because this is really important. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, this is really fun stuff. Uh, Gato starts getting the upper hand, and I can already I was like imagining as soon as it looked like you know Goto's getting his shit in, he's doing the uh, uh, what's that what's that move where he kind of holds him up in a suplex and they come down on his knee. I should know Yoshigaroshi. And things like that. He's doing all his Goto shit. And I'm just like, well, I expected this. Shredder's already pinned Goto twice. I doubt they're going to do this a third time. <laughs> oh, wait. Roll up. Fly yeah! two, three. <laughs> Fucking Shredder has pinned Hiroki Goto three times. I pump, I, I fist pump the air, not only for your benefit, Mr. Andy, but also out of the two wrestlers, I'm more of a uh, Ishimori guy anyway. So I'm very happy. And you don't see enough juniors getting victories over, uh, I nearly said seniors, over the uh, heavyweights. Why do I always go this, it's not juniors, it's, yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. I don't think that should happen. I disagree with you on that, but I do It agree. shouldn't never happen. No. But, but it should happen sometimes. Like, I, I know you you don't care because it's Goto. Probably shouldn't have happened maybe three times, but him getting no, a victory it like. It happen three times in a row. It better be fucking happening to Goto. That's what I'm saying. So. Well, yeah. Well, you know, you've got to imagine if a junior eventually becomes never open champion, I've mm -hmm. got no qualms of them beating uh, a couple of heavies. Like, yeah, I, I just don't. So it all depends on the context, like, and all that kind of stuff, I guess. Uh, but it worked for me because I love Ishimori, and it worked for you because I don't know if you love Ishimori, but you hate Goto, so it really works for you. Well, we failed to mention <laughs> why these matches are happening. So these these uh, singles matches are basically the six-man never open weight champions are going up against their challengers for singles matches. Very WWE type of thing to do, which is like... Damn, we need more wrestlers. That's what that's what's going on here. So, um, you know, I everyone knows I fucking hate Kodo, so fuck Kodo. That's true. And just to let everybody know that that move I was thinking of is the moss-covered three-handled family credenza. So uh, that's really important to know. And um, it's a Jericho move, isn't it? Uh, no, that's Perry Saturn's move. So um, he may have said it at one point, just the you know, kind of a shout out as Perry Sanders, but yeah, it was a Perry Sanders move. Um, but uh, anyway, although Jericho thinks he invented everything, just like every other wrestler. Um, so it's, no, it's true. The more you get to know wrestlers, the more, I mean, like I know some guys that don't do this, but most of them do. They have invented everything in the history of wrestling and they will tell you all about it. So, which is really funny. Um, but uh, anyway, let's see here. So, I thought this was really fun. Ishimori uh, tried the win by countout strategy at first, um, even though he knows he can pin Goto. Um, he decided to go for that. That and uh, Goto is bumping like a maniac, as he should for everyone, because he's below everyone else. And, um, <laughs> and Ishii, Ishii was at ringside, which was interesting. So I was expecting like a schmoz ending to one of these matches at least, um, but we didn't get that. We got a clean win by Ishimori clean as a whistle and goto is i heard I, I heard an interview um that he was considering retiring after this and that uh 
he he decided not to because he heard there's this guy in America that doesn't like him. And um, I don't know what that means for my future, uh, liking or hating Goto. But um, if I have to like him so he'll retire, then maybe I like him. I think you should love him. And, uh, you know, I know you were inspired by uh, some comments that he made this week. I know that. But uh, maybe that's just the start of your ploy to love him so he'll fuck off. But, uh, yeah, the move I was thinking of was uh, the moss-covered, three-handled family grid dunzel. Sorry. But, uh, I can never remember the full name of that because it's so literally That's literally what I just said. So I don't know what you're coming up with here. So this is a... that is the – so that is a Perry Saturn move. I can't remember Perry. Uh, I, I can't like I, I hear that and I hear Jericho, I guess. Which uh, yeah, you told me it wasn't that surprising. All right. So uh, the next match we have is Kenta versus Yoshihashi. Now a few things about this match uh, before I start talking about it. Uh, I do remember them having a match in America. That got fucking booed. But I also remember them having a G1 match, which I quite enjoyed. Uh, so, yeah, I would say this match is a mix of their first match and their second match. Because the first half of this match, just fast forward it, uh, get to about 15 minutes, and then just watch the last 10. Because, my God, I was not just seeing, hearing, getting it from you. I was also seeing it on Twitter. This is boring. This match sucks. This match is boring. And I can see that. I absolutely can see that. But this second half of the match, I think it got really physical and pretty cool. Like, Cantor even had fucking welts on his chest and shit. Uh, and, you know, the right person won. Uh, if you're going, it needed to be this way because if you're going to have Bullet Club versus Chaos for the six mans, uh, well, you kind of need Bullet Club to win more of the singles matches tonight than lose them because otherwise they look like junk and you you think to yourself, they got no fucking chance of winning, right? So uh, the right person won here. And uh, yeah, so, you know, it's a match that we watched. What did you think? I like this. Uh, the first half sucked. You're right. And then it got real good. And I kind of, that's kind of how Kenta matches are. A little bit. You know what I mean? They start off and they're so slow and ridiculous. And then eventually it picks up. That's something I've noticed with him. He, he's, you know, real slow starter. But then once he gets going, it's good. And I noticed something immediately. I mean, like as soon as both these guys are in the ring, I'm like, where the fuck is Mr. Pole? Where is the pole? It's nowhere to be found. We think it maybe it's left Kenta. Maybe he's decided he's had enough and is ready to go back to Yoshihashi. Maybe Mr. Pole has decided to go with Pimpy. We don't know. You know, so we're looking for Mr. Pole this whole match. Everyone is. And, uh, you know, this is basically the, uh, you know, the uh, table set up by ringside type of situation where we're just waiting for it to show up. And so, mm. but also something just to talk about while we're waiting for this thing to show up is that they did something we have not seen yet this year or last, uh, maybe at the beginning of the year last year. They brawled. In the entrance area, like right next to the crowd in Kurgan. And that's the places where, um, you know, Jay White had been taunting Ishii to come to, but he wasn't allowed to come there. And so I, I don't think we've ever seen hmm. this guy brawling in the crowd or brawling that close to the crowd since, you know, since crowds have returned. So that was pretty cool. That was encouraging. 
Um, and, uh, you know, the question still remains, uh, where is Mr. Pole? And uh, we get a couple chump bumps, of course. And Mr. Pole, <laughs> appears, he appears in the ref recovers while, um, you know, arguing with Yoshihashi. Uh, Kenta kills both of them. And uh, we have more false finishes and stuff. And Kenta hits a GTS. And they're both bleeding from the mouth at the end of this. And the GTS looked stiff as fuck. Like, I think he needs... Oh, yeah. He caught Yoshihashi's nose with his kneecap. I mean, like, he got him, and it was like, yeah, fuck Yoshihashi. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't mind. I know it's very WWE to have them do the singles matches, but because we've been watching a lot of shows featuring, like, these six in, I know, sometimes in 10-man or 8-man tags and all that kind of stuff... We'd seen that so many times that this felt like a really welcomed novelty for me just to have them go, all right, night before the title match, let's have some singles. And uh, I was like, yeah, thank you. It's been a while since we've had these. I Thank you. So uh, kudos for them for – I know it's a little WWE-ish, but it was, it was welcome. It's not like they do this all the time. So uh, awesome wow. stuff. Yeah, but uh, here we go. Uh, night – three of these three shows that we're covering and uh, road to Dontaku. As I said, they're all Cork and Hall. And we start with uh, Despera- El Desperado, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Aminara Suzuki versus Show Yo and Hanma. And my note here is maybe Suzuki can hit Show and Yo so hard they go back to their old music. <laughs> Get the jazz out. Yeah. Knock the, knock the smoke right out of them. You know, that'd That's be right. great. <laughs> and uh now uh and this is kind of my note here i'm really high on yo right now though it still hurts uh to see show get pinned because i still like show better uh yeah so show gets pinned this time but it's a cool finish too i really like this finish katamaru is getting put in the shock arrow which is uh show's finishing move pile driver and he kind of flips out of it and reverses it into a pin and uh, one, two, three, he catches show. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I think that's like the five star clutch or something like that. It's kind of cool. There's a lot of clutches in New Japan. You know, a lot of, a lot of guys doing these cool roll ups that you don't see uh, anywhere, uh, you know, in our part of the world, my part of the world. Um, so Hanma and Suzuki got into a pretty good uh, slap fight in this. Um, and there was a funny botch that I don't know if anyone would have picked up on that was really funny to me. I love this shit. I know it's silly, but I think this is so funny. So they're trying to do the thing where, like, there's three, you know, there's six guys on earth, three guys on each side. So all six guys are, like, you know, in the ring, and then two, two or three of them get out. And so Hanma, it's his turn to come and dump a guy out. So there's two... Um, there's two bad guys, two or excuse me, two Suzuki Goon guys in the ring, and basically Yo is supposed to or uh, Hanma is supposed to dump one of them out, and then Yo is supposed to dump the other one out. So Hanma's late as fuck, and so Yo has to like dump one of them out, and then the other one Suzuki, and Suzuki's like, well, okay, you gotta dump me out too. <laughs> he just jumps out of the ring, <laughs> and yep. then and then Hanma shows up. And his guy's already out of the ring, so then he just rolls out and starts fighting. <laughs> I was like, fucking amazing. That made me laugh so hard. And they had to do that. I mean, Hanma had – Yo had to do that so the finish could happen, is my point. So that was it. So. Well, 
you know, that's a, a spare of the moment kind of thing. And uh, Yo had the wherewithal to go, oh, shit, this is going to get fucked up. I better <laughs> I better uh, save it. So, uh, hey, that's that's a mark of uh, someone with a, a good head on his shoulder. So I kind of like that. Yeah, well, it, it's funny to me because you can tell he's not the one that's supposed to do that because he's not looking at the guy he's throwing out of the ring. He's looking at Hanma going, where are you? <laughs> that's what he's doing. So, sorry, I find that very amusing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we have got uh, Doki and the Dangerous Tekkers, ZSJ, and Tai Chi versus Real as a Destiny and Jado. I uh, I am ready for these six to see other people. Yes. Uh, and this and as I have this thought in my brain, I'm like, when the fuck are their singles matches? And it's May third, or May third or fourth, something like that. And me, yeah, it's May third. And uh, I'm I'm like, okay, but there's more Road 2 shows before this, so we've got to see this particular six some more. Look, can you have, like, a, a different Suzuki-Goon guy in one side or maybe, like, Jado replaced with Gator? I know they're busy doing other things. I understand that, but, yeah, we need more tag teams and all that kind of stuff. But at least we get some story progression in this match. But there's a really cool baseball-style kendo stick hit by Doki, on Doki by Jado. So Jado points to the crowd, you know, Babe Ruth style and shit, and then just fucking whack. Uh, I thought that was fucking hilarious. Uh, there's something in Mismatch, Mr. Andy, that hurts my soul and hurts it deeply. Uh, it is uh, watching Tonga Loa get ape shit on Zack Sabre Jr. for the 1 2 3. Yeah. And. Then something that hurts my soul twice, uh, Tongaloa cuts a promo. Yes, I'm serious. He cuts a promo. I'm like, you've got Tom, you got Tamatonga standing right there. But yeah, the the whole uh, the whole promo it boils down to this. Tongaloa was like, oh, you want a title shot? Hmm. If you could beat me one on one, fair and square. Sure, then you can then you can challenge for the tag titles. But if you can't beat me fair and square, uh, then uh, the dangerous techers are not allowed to challenge Gorillas of Destiny again. When are they allowed? When are they allowed? Never. What? Never. Never. He did the Jericho uh, thing. Yeah, he did. I didn't want to do that because I was just like, damn. Yeah. I just like it was never. I'm like, yeah, he might as well have been wearing a fucking scarf and have a fucking clipboard and a pen with him and, and maybe a flashing light jacket and shit. <clears throat> but, yeah, uh, so – and then there's a bit of a brawl and all that kind of stuff. So uh, – or, or, no, uh, Ball Club layout, the uh, the face team of the Dangerous Takers and Doki. I know. It's, it's weird, right? It's um, still weird. I have nothing to really add about this match other than the, the Doki Jado shit was amazing, but I do have something fun to announce Luke. So um, on the next uh, road to Don Taku show, not only do we get the return of a match that I know you've been waiting for. I mean, we've, it, it's been so long since we've seen it. Uh, New Japan has been really holding on to this one, keeping it in their back pocket. We're finally going to see Yoda Suji versus Gabriel kid. So that's important, you know. I mean, finally. And then, um, but we do have some. 
we do have some returns coming up. We got Taguchi returning. We have um, also Master Huato is returning. We have Tiger Mask Tenzon also returning. So all those guys will be back next week to kind of mix it up a little bit. But guess what? One of the matches on the show is Dookie. ZSJ, Taichi versus G.O.D. and Jado. So we're getting this at least one more time. I'm going to check to see how many more times we're going to see it. So. I've seen G.O.D. and Jado <laughs> and the Tekkers and Doki wrestle about as many times as I saw the Young Lions wrestle each other during the G1. Uh, that's how much it feels like. Now, uh, and I was on the New Japan 1972 site, so I'm going to check New Japan World because I know that's different sometimes. So, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Do you, do you know how many times I have fucked up nights uh, where instead of going to uh, New Japan World and then clicking on live schedule because that's the schedule that matters because they're the fucking televised shows. No, instead I've gone to the New Japan World 1972 – New Japan 1972 – fucking website click schedule and i'm like oh there's a show tomorrow night and and i'll and i'll queue up the fucking you know new japan world usually half an hour before a show starts uh that's when the feed uh opens because they got all the ads and shit uh refresh oh there's oh it's a fucking untelevised house show God damn it, I've done that a few times. I don't think I've done it that often since the podcast started, but definitely before that I've done it like numerous occasions. It's fucking annoying. We have six days without a show. So the next show's not till Monday. Um, and then there's Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then the that's it. So we got three shows coming up next week, and then the uh the Dontaku shits the week after. Um, and then we get into the, uh, you know, road to wrestle grand slam and all that, that baseball shit. You like baseball loop? Um, I don't hate it. It's just a non-sport in here in Australia, I guess it's, um, not that big. It doesn't have that big a crossover appeal either. Like, uh, we're not a huge, uh, NFL country either, but when the Super Bowl is on, like, a lot of my friends and stuff will be live tweeting it and all that kind of shit. Same with maybe some of the uh, NBA playoffs and stuff. Those two sports seem to have a bit more international crossover, at least in my experience, than uh, baseball does. Fair enough. Um, there's also something called wrestling. So you need you need to – you got a, a snack you need to eat or something? You got that? need to – no? Okay. So there's – that's brutal. So there's something called Wrestling Satsuma Nankuni um, that's on the schedule too. And this is just another. Is that about fruit? I don't know. I don't know what any of those words mean. Um, but it, it's this is where we're going to have uh, the King of Pro Wrestling uh, blindfold darkness match thingy. Um, so, mm -hmm. and then so the uh, the junior tag team championship matches that night as well. That's on the 28th. So um, anyway, we still got this show to get through. I'm sorry, I was uh, I was getting no, distracted. Right. Uh, Satsuma is another way of saying Mandarin. I'm sorry, what? You know what Mandarins are, right? I can't, I can't hear you. I'm sorry. I got to eat some cheeses here. Okay. I got <laughs> Do you have Mandarins? Yes, I know what a mandarin is. Yeah, I was just kidding. That's what it, that's what it, 
That's what a Satsuma is. It's that guy from the from the comic book, right? He's like Ben Kingsley played him. He's got a nice yeah. juicy center. <laughs> so. I love me some Ben Kingsley. He's great. But uh, if you ever watch a movie called Sexy Beast, get on that. I might have to rewatch that. House of mm-hmm. Sand and Fog. House of Sand and Fog. He's fantastic in that. Um, Put that on my list then. Sopranos, and it's fantastic. Good shit. Yep. Where the fuck were we? Oh, yeah. Um, it's pretty much just a fucking, you know. Uh, oh, no. I was just going to No. We got uh, King of Pro Wrestling, Toriyanu, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Gato and Evil. All right, this is real. There's this one spot that fucking made me laugh, and I thought it was cool as hell. Uh, Tanahashi has uh, Gato's leg. You know how he, he holds the leg up right before a dragon screwed leg whip. Well, whilst he's holding him, Gato goes for the eye poke, and uh, Tanahashi backs out of it while still holding the leg, then gives him the fucking dragon screw leg whip. <laughs> I love that. And this is the match where I'm like, you know, Evil's really good at this comedy stuff too. I think he's a really good foil for uh, for Yano. And he's the first wrestler Yano has wrestled, will or will be wrestling for this King of Pro Wrestling thing, where I think, like, Yano might lose this. Yeah. And I don't mind if he loses because, hey, he's a face. Maybe give him something to chase for a little bit, you know. That'd be fine. Uh but uh, and having seeing evil with it for a little bit could be fun because uh, I, I I really like him. I know a lot of people do not, but I like his heel stick. I like that he can he can do the physicality and he can do the fun as well. And he's a really good foil for for Yano because he also does a lot of this uh, turnbuckle stuff too, and uh, low blows. So you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't wait for that match. Look, uh, there's low blows. Oh, this is a short match. So short that I knew there was a break after this match. And I was just like, wait, it's over. Did I miss something? Then I just rerouted a couple minutes because I knew the uh, disinfectant break was coming. So I was like, oh, thank, thank fuck for that. So, do, do, do. yeah. At least we don't have to hear about how crazy Hiromu is and how he makes everybody else just as crazy. Oh, oh. <laughs> And have to look at a very fucking glum-looking macabre dream watch saint, and because uh, that's what he calls his faction, and he yeah. loves those three-letter titles. I know, I know, I've said that joke before. I bet you that he came it's up with a great bash. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. But yeah, uh, where are we? Yeah, this is fun stuff. Uh, but there's lots of low blows and uh, all this kind of stuff. And Togo comes in in full view of Chumpy and stomps on Yano. And Chumpy is like, okay, whatever. Then he turns and sees Gato with the brass knucks punching Tanahashi in the face. Oh, that's a DQ for sure. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you can't do that to the ace. You're out of here. <laughs> so that made me laugh. I mean... Like, Chumpy should have seen the first guy do it and be like, uh, nah, you can't do that, DQ, but, you know, I know, I know I'm being a bit nitpicky. No, it's really turnabout is fair play. You know, Yano had been cheating the whole match, so Chumpy's like, okay, well, you know, he they can cheat a little bit against Yano, you know, but not Tanahashi, because Tanahashi doesn't cheat, except when he tags in. He cheats every time he tags in. <laughs> it's fun stuff, and then you've got uh, Evil takes the King of Pro Wrestling trophy and he paints it black. 
Yes. So uh, there we go. King of Darkness. I, I thought this was really fucking fun. I loved it. Oh, blast. This is awesome. I, I'm imagining Evil comes out, right? And he's he's won the King of Pro Wrestling, and he doesn't have it, but Dick Togo does. And Dick Togo has two things in his hand. He's got his um he's got like a, a little podium and he's got the, the trophy that's painted black with a little like it's got a little evil coat on it, you know, like his little coat that he comes out with. And um and so Dick Togo sets that next to the ring and puts the trophy on on the podium and like takes care of that the whole you know the whole show and then faces can knock it over you know that'd be great <laughs> um, there was like a million ball shots in this match to the point where this is like eventually just devolves into ball shot mania <laughs> and it's just crazy and it's really fun and i love seeing tanahashi in a goofy ass match like this it's fucking good shit i highly recommend you watch this and you get hit in the life makers, and you get hit in the life makers. Yeah, it's short, like it's only five minutes, but I've really liked uh, the chemistry of these guys. Uh, and the finishes aren't always what you expect, uh, because uh, you know Dick Togo's picked up a victory here or something too. I know he's not one of the wrestlers technically in the match, but you know uh, they've done a look. I still miss Jay White because he's my favourite. But they've done a good job entertaining me without a JY. So I'll give them that. I really will. So uh, next match, we've got Los Ingobernables, De Bon, all of them. Man, they need another member uh, versus the Empire Trio and the Laundry Champ. Uh, just one thing I want to mention here is uh, Naito is the best troll New Japan has. He's wearing a Great Okan shirt. And uh, no tour or lane breaker here. Uh, instead... It is the Eliminator by the Dominator onto poor fucking Bushi. Oh, man, I feel sorry for you, dude. Uh, but uh, that is what it is. So, uh, yeah. Couple story points in this. So uh, this is where the tide turns a little bit. It, it, Yano, or uh, excuse me, Naito kind of changes in this match. So um, LIJ kind of focuses on killing Okan's leg, which is interesting. Uh, you know, they're trying to soften him up a little bit. And um, and then something happens in this match that reminds me that um, doing Hurricane Ranas is very dangerous for the person get, doing the Hurricane Rana, not so much for the person taking it. The person taking it is in charge of the safety of the person mm -hmm. who is it and basically the person giving it has to put their feet up on your shoulders and try not to kick the person in the face and then that person has to catch that that person's leg and then just do a roll and fucking um Cobb did not catch uh, uh Bushi quite right on one of these Ranas and Bushi nearly died and um it just reminds you how fucking dangerous that move is even though we see it all the time it's super dangerous i it really scares me when i see guys do it on a concrete floor from like the apron to the floor that is terrifying to me every time uh so that was interesting uh we also uh had uh, naito grab he's really been messing around with okan's hair so okan now has this ponytail like the little green end in it and and naito had him beat up pretty good and so he grabs his hair and starts playing ring around the rosy pocket full of posy we all fall down so he like ran around in a circle like dancing with his hair which was funny but by the end of this match Naito ain't playing anymore. He stands in the in the in the entrance, and instead of you know posting gifts and blocking people, he stands there and just stares <laughs> Okan down. And it's like, uh oh, 
he ain't playing anymore. Um, guess what, Ocon? You're getting those elbows in the back of your head. You're you're getting elbowed a million times. It's gonna happen. I can't wait. Yep. Uh, he hasn't been part of the division for a very long time, but uh, Mr. Naito can be quite the never guy when he wants to. If he wants to beat the fuck out of someone, they're going to get the shit kicked oh, out of him for sure. Yeah. Damn straight. All right, so here we are. Our uh, our title match, a couple things I want to – well, one thing I want to point out uh, before I talk about the match itself is I – since I started watching New Japan in 2017 – I don't think I've ever seen the six-man never titles have this many stories. And uh, I kind of dig it. Is it still maybe one of the lowest-rung titles? Yeah, sure. But uh, I do appreciate that they're at least trying to make it interesting. And for me, they have succeeded. I know for some, they probably haven't because uh, you don't like uh, Hiroki Goto and uh, no one but me likes Yoshihashi. And that's fine. (laughs) Uh, what people feel towards Yoshihashi is kind of how I feel towards uh, Yujiro. And the only downside for me for a Bullet Club victory would be the simple fact that fucking Pimpy would have a title. And that's a nightmare scenario for me. That has not happened since I've started watching New Japan. Oh, he might have had a six-man here and there maybe. But, uh, yeah, so here we go. We've got the Chaos Lads, Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, and Yoshihashi all walking out to Goto's music, which is fucking stupid uh, because Goto lost last night. They should be coming out to the fucking winners theme tune, which I like better anyway, and because I'm totally biased because I am uh, I love me some Ishii. But this is a really fun match, and, uh, this, and I especially liked this starting moment when Ishii's in the ring. And uh, he uh, uses everyone's momentum to kind of double-team Pimpy. Oh, sorry, everyone. I mean Kenta. So it kind of looks like Kenta and Ishii are double-teaming Yujiro. That was fucking funny. Really like that. This is great fun. Look, there's lots of double and triple teams, as you would expect. It's the kind of match where two people are in the ring, and then the other people will come interfere for a bit, and then there'll be a tag, you know, all that kind of stuff. I really like it. Oh, excuse me. Uh, you can't have a match like this without Bochan. Come on. It's been one of the stories leading into this match. Bochan gets used by Kenta. Then Yoshihashi kind of grabs it and clears house with it. Of course, you know, uh, Red Shoes is being uh, thoroughly distracted or he was distracted by Yujiro first. Then he got his ass just thrown the fuck out. So he doesn't see any of this, of course. And then we, we uh, have the final stretch of the match, which is uh, Goto and Shredder battling it out. And uh, look, I know you hate it, but Goto gets his revenge. So I guess that's where they were kind of heading with this match as as part of the story. Ishimori did get three fucking pins, and I can't remember the last time a junior pinned a heavyweight three fucking times, let alone twice or once. Oh, once I can remember, like... uh, Last year's New Japan Cup, uh, Hiromu uh, got a victory or two on some heavies, and so did, I think, maybe El Desperado, and definitely Show because that was the tournament Show finally beat uh, Shingo in a match. Desperado. Yeah, and Desperado as well. So, yeah, cool stuff. And, yeah, Desperado also had a match with uh, Shingo over that Never title. Yeah, awesome shit. 
But yeah, this was fun. I really liked it. Uh, part of me is glad that uh, we're not finished with uh, Yoshihashi's first title reign. This might be the only title reign he ever has, so just let him have this, Mr. Andy. Shut your face. But I just want to blow your mind with uh, a couple of facts. This is their fourth defense, uh, which equals the record. That record of four defenses in one reign is held by uh, Yano Makabe and Taguchi. They've equaled that, but uh, that 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 Taguchi Japan trio had those titles for like 340 days, whereas these guys have had it for uh, just over 250 days and have already hit four defenses. So, uh, yeah, they're doing more with the title now than uh, I guess they've ever have. And just an just a thing, like I just mentioned how long this reign has gone on for, which means Yoshihashi, yes, Yoshihashi has had a New Japan Pro Wrestling title for over 250 days. Uh, now, backstage, I, I see it go one way, but it turns out it went another way because, uh, well, let's talk about backstage in a minute uh, because I've talked enough. What do you think of this match, Andy? It's a decent tag match, you know? I mean, it's fine. I, I just – I'm fucking so sick of tag matches at this point, dude. So, I mean, this was not anything special to me. It was fine. I don't like the finish, obviously, but it makes perfect sense. I mean, that's the correct story to tell or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I thought it was fine. I like seeing Ishii wrestle. Ishii's good at the wrestling. Um, Kenta was pretty good in this match. Uh, Goto was there. Um, Yoshihashi was also in this match. Um, Ishimori was very good. Yep. Oh, okay. That's that's where you're ending. All right. Hello. I'm here. I just I don't care about this shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I do not no, care about the fan title. You've been, you've been fairly consistent about, yeah, about that. Care. I'm the one on this train. Uh, you're not. You're re- you've been ready to disembark and ever since it started, I guess. Uh, I wonder if uh, I wonder if it was Yano in this trio and not Goto, how you'd feel about it. Would you still feel the same way? I don't know, but uh, I like you- it a little more. I am just ready. I'm ready, Luke, for the time when it's been three months and those titles haven't been defended because we're too worried about all the other titles. And we're like, oh, yeah, those six mans. Who's the six man champion? Oh, yeah. Ishii's one of those champions, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yoshihashi is, too. Huh. I forgot about that. I can't wait for that to happen because that's when New Japan is doing well when you don't give a shit about these because you don't even remember they exist. Well, I like that they exist and that I've been remembering, but I will say uh, I already know who I want to beat them. Uh, it's uh, Jeff Cobb, Greater Khan, and Aaron Hinare. Uh, I think that would be pretty fucking gnarly. So, uh, yeah, if uh, after all these feuds have finished, they want to give him another feud you know they've already equaled the record they don't really need to to beat it you know that's still pretty good for defenses yeah i'd love to see what uh what uh, the empire trio can do with that kind of stuff i think that'd be awesome now at backstage i see kenta talking to fucking Funny. yoshihashi and i think they're having one conversation but i don't understand the fucking lick of japanese i think he's there going oh I know I lost the match, but give me my give me my stuff. That's my stuff. I want it back. And then Ishii just fucking throws him out. But Chris Charlton, uh, bless him, uh, did a translation, and I have it. 
So uh, it'll, it'll be uh, Yoshihashi. Yeah. So Kenta comes back stage and uh, he's looking at Yoshihashi and the stick. Yoshihashi, glad you came to your senses. Kenta, what are you doing? It's a stick. Well, maybe to you, but are you high? It's a S-T-I-C-K. But you were the one talking to her. What's with the her? It's a stick. A bow staff. <laughs> right. It's bow. Bow? And then Ishii's had enough of this and throws Kenta out like he's a fucking bouncer and shit. So, uh, you know, that's that's sometimes the thing you, that happens to, uh, I guess, non-Japanese-speaking viewers when they watch New Japan. Sometimes they're like, this is probably what happened. Oh, no, it was actually something else. And, uh, yeah, uh, I, I love Kenta's New Japan pro wrestling personality. I don't know what he was like in Noah. I haven't seen much of that stuff. I've seen a match here and there. Uh, but, you know, I haven't seen that. I, I, I was introduced to the guy, uh, fortunately, uh, not not unfortunately, but his run as Hideo Itami was not great. Uh, and it's really hard, too, because you're like, yeah, Hideo Itami, I want to see what he does. A couple months later, here's Nakamura. Oh, uh, bye, Hideo, I guess. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, those are the three shows. Uh, I like uh, I like this Kenta stuff, too, because, you know, he's playing off of the classic heel gaslighting thing where, you know, and he's like making a weird comment on relationships because he also was like, you know, saying that the he kind of said that the the um, <laughs> that the poll was a slut, basically. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty funny too like he he's like he was like oh yeah that yeah i didn't i didn't ever even like that uh that slutty pole you know like that kind of thing which is pretty funny um and uh that made me laugh and i i am glad that he got rid of that floozy pole so uh that was pretty funny and uh, <laughs> i love i mean kenta on twitter is tremendous we may have to start doing kenta tweet of the week if mr brad doesn't step his game up because that shit is the bomb yeah yeah, his Twitter game is strong. Uh, you showed me the picture of uh, the threat. The, 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 man, I don't have any water with me. Uh, the friends uh, photo yeah. of, uh, you know, the, the three lady members of friends, are the, the Chaos Boys, and, of course, uh, the Bullet Club guys are, uh, are the dudes. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So... Now, usually we'll do two recommends, but this week uh, we're doing one. If uh, one or both of us gets a little busy, it makes it a little hard to do some of the extra stuff, and that's all right. We will cover, everyone, Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada 3, which is their B-block final match in the 2017 G1. Uh, I can't remember what G1 number that is, but it's the 2017 one. This one, I definitely missed the Andy watched live, but uh, we'll talk about that again uh, next episode. But uh, I, I, there is a match. Usually, I, I reckon if we had done both matches tonight, Mr. Andy, usually what we'd do, at least for the first two Omega uh, Okada matches, we save them for last, like the main event, as it were. But uh, I reckon you might, if I had said something like that tonight, I reckon you you might have been like, yeah, no, let's let's do it the other way around. Because uh, you watched this match way before I did. 
And then came the daily messages and tweeties about how good this fucking match was. So I watched this earlier than I usually do for a recommend. Uh, But uh, it was worth it. And all of your hype and hyperbole, or hyperbole, or hyperbole. I think I said that right. Yeah, one of those was right. That's what I call my life. (laughs) Hyperballs. You were were 100% right. And I know this is my recommend, but I feel like with all of the uh, uh, praise that you've given it and also all of uh, the amount of times you've watched it, let's let's do it justice. Uh, Let's have you go first, Mr. Andy. Okay. What what are we watching? So it's uh, Kota Bushi, who is the junior champion at the time, versus uh, Tomohiro Ishii, 2014, May 24th. Um, and it's a never open championship match, and Ishii is the champion. A uh, couple notes about this is Desperado is ringside because Desperado is Ibushi's tag partner at the time. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Ibushi's never champion or uh, junior champion, like I said, and Ishii is never champion. And um, one of the reasons that we do this podcast, one of the reasons we love the never belt so much, is because of stuff like this. This mm-hmm. is 100%, no doubt. No, you know, hyperballs, none of that. This is my favorite style of pro wrestling, period. Period. Yeah. There's no other style that I like more. Um, it is fucking amazing, and it is so physical and out of control. By the end of it, they both look like they've almost died, you know? And um, they did almost die a couple times. So um, it's it gets never immediately. This This – you know, just like Robbie Eagle said, this is never as fuck. You have to realize that. It's never as fuck. This thing is so never as fuck. Um, and Let's I'm sorry. The, sound already. the soundboard's kind of down a little bit right now because we're having some weird issues with stuff. And right. if it's not real loud, you can't hear it. So, um, so, so I'll, I'll just, do it. I'll, I'll just do it then. Uh, never as fuck. So that's beautiful. Um, uh, anyway, it gets super never. Um, Ishii challenges Ibushi and Ibushi answers. It's an Ishii match. So we get these like insane heavy strikes and like the throat chops and stuff, but not the big long mirror spots like you would typically see. It's much more of a traditional um, never style match and not necessarily an Ishii match in that way. Uh, Ref Chumpy is in there and he warns Ishii about the throat chops as Ishii destroys Ibushi in the corner. In fact, Ishii controls the match for quite some time until Ibushi starts hitting high-flying moves right and left, never fucking style. Ishii's doing all kinds of innovative spots, like an electric chair inverted buckle bomb. Fucking A. Um, And then it happens. You know, this match is going good. It's never as fuck. But then they botch a Frankensteiner in the corner and both nearly die, but it kind of turns into almost a... uh, What's the a styles clash off the top rope? Kind of. It's awesome. It's a gigantic botch. They both almost die. They, but it's it's great. And I want I want you to tell me why it's so good. Let me finish this up real quick. It's amazing. That botch adds so much to this match, even though it's a botch. It's amazing. 
Um, so Ibushi fires up. He kills uh, kills Ishii with headbutts and lariats and shit. Ishii's bleeding from the eye after this insane wind-up lariat. So Ibushi winds up by kicking his leg up in the air, and as Ishii walks into him, just fucking lariats him so hard, Ishii's eye explodes and starts bleeding all over the place. So, Fuck yeah. That was amazing. Um, we had this Mist Phoenix splash, insane slap fight, turns into palm strikes to the face. Oh yeah. my god. The spot of the match, though, is I lose my shit. Ishii counters the springboard Frankensteiner with a lariat. <laughs> Yeah, he's sitting at, he's sitting in the top rope, uh, like um, in the corner. Bushi is about to springboard to maybe, you know, do some kind of hurricanrana kind of move. As soon as he springboards, Ishii comes out lariat, fucking smack. And I'm just like, what? Is, I've never seen that. That is fucking amazing. No one ever gets larrieted off the top rope, period. And that was a top rope springboard, like lariat counter thing. It was amazing. So we're getting all this shit, you know. Um. You know, Ibushi knocks, uh, or excuse me, Ishii knocks Ibushi down with that move, and uh, and he gets the win with the with the brain buster. You know, which one thing I don't understand about Ishii matches, he'll do the brain buster early in a match off the top rope, and then he does it later. And for some reason, the vertical drop on the mat from the ground is like fine. You know, which is it's it's the one that gets him. It doesn't make any sense, but it's fine. Um, and then we have some shenanigans after the match. But before we get to that, Luke, tell me about this match. Why did it live up to the hype? Why do you like it? Tell me all about it. All right. I know I, I've been a bit down on Ibushi and stuff, but I've always found him to be absolutely incredible in the ring. Like, I think still one of my favorite matches of last year is just 152 kicks with Tai Chi. That's great. That's it. And that's, you know, so I, I love his in-ring uh, I don't like the I'll never betray you kind of cookie cutter face gimmick <laughs> that he had and the unification. Look, I've beat that horse to death, but I love him in the ring and I love him with Ishii. In fact, uh, him and Ishii, this, I don't know if this is their first singles match together or whatever, but they will go on to really not like each other to the point where even when they're in a tag match together after the match, uh, I, I always remember this, Tanahashi and Ibushi are like, Thanks, Chaos dudes. Yeah, that was fun. And then Ishii just walks up and just slaps the shit out of fucking. <laughs> he he slaps, he slaps fucking Ibushi so hard that as as he's slapping him, he also slaps Tanahashi as well. So that always makes me fucking laugh that 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 spot because that's 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 our Ishii. But this is 26 minutes, so it's a little on the longer side for a never match. Uh, there's no real quiet. Uh, slow down moments. These guys are just full tilt the whole time. And this is a match where it's so good, even the botches add to the drama of the match. And I, oh, sorry, there's, I just say botches, but there's only really one major botch. But it, it's one of those kind of botches where it, it feels like it works because they're both fucking exhausted and have been beating each other up. And when it happens, yeah, they fucked up. But it works. It feeds into the drama of the match because they've been killing each other. And they both they both sell the botch. They're mm -hmm. both laying there. All fucked up. And I really appreciated that. That's some, It's like, uh, I see that. Uh, uh, it's different in a Naito match because I think Naito has this way of doing like a, a planned botch. You know, you know what I mean? 
to uh, to feed the drama of oh man I've I've been beating the fuck up and here it is I like so don't worry I'm not shitting on Naito but that's something I expect more from like a, a Naito match or something but this is a, a more of a legit bodge which they managed to just turn into gold by just both of them selling it because they both kind of fucking land on the ground and they're both fucked it's awesome uh and it just shows how good both men are that something like that can happen and it's no stress it doesn't take away from the drama of the match or the the pacing of it it adds to it and fucking i just fucking loved it the only bad thing i'd say about this match is knowing the finish i would have loved to have watched this the first time it aired and just been like holy shit uh yeah uh, and oh, there is one other bad thing about it, and that's Ishi still got that shit music, the techno kind of. It's not his real music. It's just the the like rights free shit they play over. Oh, yeah. Oh, you did say that. Yeah, that's true. So, I usually when you say a match is fucking awesome, unless you're you know giving me shit by saying the Anoki. Uh, deathmatch matches you know unless you're being a little sarcastic like usually when you say dude dude this match is fucking phenomenal you're right and lo and behold you're, you're right here too this is amazing uh out of all the never matches we've been going back to do for the recommends uh this might be my favorite one thus far uh now I don't know if I've got a definitive favorite never open match of all time. Uh, well, if if we're talking the recency effect, uh, you can't really go past Jeff Cobb versus uh, Shingo Takagi at uh, Wrestle Kingdom this year. But uh, one of the, one of the fun thing is I'm going to get. Well, I am. We're both going to go through uh, the never open title matches, and we're not just the title changes but also title defenses and just shit like that as well. So <clears throat> this is Ishii's first reign. He's the third champion with the belt. Uh, with this win over Ibushi, he equals Masato Tanaka's record of four defenses, which uh, to this day, four defenses is the record. Yeah. Uh, no one has beaten it. Uh, uh, I think uh, a couple wrestlers come uh, there's an, at least one or two more wrestlers that will equal the, the four defenses. I'm pretty sure one of them being, yep, I was right. Minaro Suzuki in his first reign also hit the four defenses as well. So it's a really hard fought title. The reigns tend to be short. There are a lot of done in ones. Uh, and that could easily feel like people just footballing, you know, you know it's a, like a hot potatoing the title or whatever. Don't know what I was talking about with football, but you know, hot potatoing the title. But the uh, it's it's there, right? Like the the precedent is there ever since the beginning that this is a hard fought title and it's really hard to keep. So uh, I really like that element of it. So it's it's going to be fun. Now I say it's going to be fun, but mm. Mr. Andy, the next yeah. match will be from June 29, 2014. At Corican Hall. <sighs> Dude, no belt is perfect. No no anything in wrestling is perfect. There are blemishes on everything. Uh, be it legit 
know yet. Can't stand blemish yet, so let's give it a chance, you know. All right. Yes, this is true. This is a, a, a man who's a lot younger than he is now and maybe a bit more hungry. So here it is. It will be Yajiro Takahashi versus Tomohiro Ishii. Now, uh, yeah, so it's from June 29, 2014 at Corican Hall, everyone. So, uh, yep, that'll be our next match. Uh, actually, I'm really curious about it, too. Uh, yeah, maybe too. it'll well, surprise me. And we know that because he, at the end of the match, the awesome match we've just been talking about, after Ishii's done all this shit, he's bleeding from the eye, he's beat Abushi. finally, then, then fucking Pimpy runs in and blasts him with the Never Belt and then just walks out like, fuck you. So that's his next challenger. Yep. Um, we'll see if he can win or not. So, I mean, and I, I think you we, would... We don't know. Nobody knows. Yep. We, we don't know. Yep. So we watch. There's no way we could possibly know. But... um. I love this match. I think it's awesome. Please watch it. You will love it too. It's fantastic. If you don't like this match, then don't watch New Japan. Because, I mean, I don't get what you're getting out of New Japan if you don't like this match, you know. But um, yeah. we did something fun this week, right, Luke? Uh, we haven't heard anything about it. And we just I just wanted to mention we had that Never Realm episode where we just kind of goofed off a little bit. We'd love to hear what you think about it. Do you want us to do that again? If we hear nothing... Probably won't. So just letting you know, if you guys want us to do something like that again, let us know. Uh, it was fun, and it was nice to let our uh, our metaphorical hair down. Yeah, because, you know, you and I don't have any, but... I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was us doing the kind of tangential shit that we might do on an episode where Mr. Andy's like, all right, enough Star Trek talk, back to the match. And But this time it's all it, – we do talk quite a bit about wrestling uh, in the podcast, but, you know, this time we don't uh, worry about going off on tangents because the whole thing is just a, a pretty fun kind of tangent for us. Uh, being on two, in two different countries, it's really hard for us to kind of hang out a lot. Uh, and when we do talk, it's usually about New Japan. Actually, that's the funny thing is, like, New Japan's one of our favorite things to talk about anyway, so even in that podcast, there's <laughs> fucking quite a bit of it. So uh, there, it, it does uh, stay on the New Japan topic on occasion. Uh, check it out if, uh, you, if you want a little more of us talking in your ear holes and all of that kind of jazz. So do that. Uh, watch... Watch Ishii Ibushi from that 2014 match. It is fucking insane. Uh, you'll love it. If you don't love it, I don't know. Not only why are you watching New Japan, why are you following us? Uh, I don't know, man. Go to hell. Those other guys. <laughs> Go to hell with Goto. Yeah, that's it. You're fired. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Go to hell with uh, Sonata or Yujiro. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, in Switchblade we trust. Moss Cover Three Handle Family Credenza.